welcome into I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting, the self-proclaimed 43rd best Bama podcast on the internet. Here are your hosts, Tom Sims and Jason Tiffin. Is that the way you want to read? Man, Welcome into I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. I am JT, half of your host team as always with my compadre Tom Sims. Tom, how are you doing? Evening, sir. Evening. I am doing fabulous. Good weekend? Excellent weekend. Might have been a little too excellent. I had to um, I had to uh, stay over at a La Quinta after the game. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that that's is, just called responsible drinking yeah we're gonna people. need to hear the rest of that story on a during the <laughs> off season yeah it was uh it was a good weekend here as well and um you know sometimes you hit a single and that's that's a good good uh good play in baseball sometimes you hit a double that's even better sometimes you hit a triple and we hit a triple this weekend my friend we had a Bama nice. win with an Auburn loss and a Tennessee loss. That's what you call a triple play. Mm, you know, yeah. And you're probably thinking, what's a home run? That is when Notre Dame loses as well. And we got close to that, but we didn't quite pull it off. Yeah, it was close. But I digress here. Uh, you've got the commentary, a new uh, a new thing we're doing here. So I'm going to let you take it away. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll do that. I, I got a couple of things uh, before I get into the commentary. One, one was just I was doing some research as I normally do, so I'm well prepared, you know, every every time we do this thing. But uh, what something struck me funny on on Google. I was, I don't even know exactly what I was Google. Oh, I think I was googling. Uh, it was something about the university. I can't remember. But as you type in stuff, you know, Google throws up, tries to finish your uh, thoughts, or mm-hmm. it, it'll it'll give other common searches related to your subject or whatnot. One of the things that popped up when I was Googling was, has Alabama ever lost a game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who, who was searching that, but apparently it was popular enough to be on that. I'll tell you who it was. It was, a ten, it was a 10-year-old Tennessee fan. <laughs> But, you know, we had a crazy week last week. We had the most powerful man in the world get COVID. And then right before that, Trump had it too. So yeah, it's, yeah, for sure. it was weird. I thought long and hard about this commentary this week. It's a lot of pressure because you just pulled it out of the hat last week and then just threw it on me. And then I forgot about it again <laughs> till uh, this afternoon. But... I was thinking about something because it drives me absolutely crazy most of the time, year in and year out. And it's even more so now that we have the uh, playoff committee. Polls will never go away, but they really mean absolutely nothing now. You know, they have no bearing into the playoff system. They have no bearing into the bowl selection committees. They're only there for entertainment purposes why not why not really try to make them as accurate as possible why why do you why do you sit there and have cincinnati ranked in the top 10 do we really think that cincinnati is the ninth best team in the country 
do we really think that Notre Dame is the third best team in the country? No. Louisville got beat by Georgia Tech by 19 last week. That's the same Georgia Tech team, if y'all were uh, keeping score this weekend, that got beat 73-7 to by Clemson. And, you know, Louisville almost uh, took Notre Dame out. They scored in the last, what, couple minutes of that game to pull it out. So, in my mind, if you're voting for something that does not have to be politically correct, and it should just be a gauge of who the best team is, I don't care if you've got a three-loss team in the top three. I don't care if you got a five-loss team in the top ten. If they're deserving, they're deserving. If we had ten NFL teams played in college football and one of them went one and eight because they played all the other NFL teams, would you still have Cincinnati ahead of them because they're 4-0 right now? That's a great point. I mean, it doesn't really make sense. And tell me this, Notre Dame, currently ranked three in the country, just went over their close win at Louisville. Where do they finish in the Big 12? Um, they finish. They don't finish one. They do not finish one. They do not finish one. I had them third or fourth. What about the ACC, which they're in, and we'll we'll get we'll know what this ends up being at the end of the year. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say two, just because North Carolina is not good as we saw this weekend, and it's Clemson and everybody else. So I, I'll say two, but you're. But here's I the had thing: second or. Yes, I mean, not first. Not first. No, I had second or third. And I went through the Big Five. I had second or third in the ACC. I had fourth or fifth in the Big Ten. And possibly sixth or seventh in the SEC. I I was struggling with maybe the fifth. But if they finish on the high end of all those projections, they're barely a top 20 team. Barely. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't – again, there's no reason to vote a team high just because, quote-unquote, they hadn't lost any games yet. Well, you have to look who they played. Mm-hmm. You have to look who – what kind of team are they? And you're not going to convince me that Cincinnati – there's only eight teams in the country better than Cincinnati. Let's let's line up at the Vegas window, and you bring your cash, and I'll bring mine, and we'll line them up one by one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, well, with our betting record, that might not be a great analogy. <laughs> well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're you're exactly right. And and it, it to answer your kind of rhetorical question, why do they do what they do? It's just it's ingrained in them. It's part of their uh, psyche is, uh, you know, one loss, losses equal bad. It's kind of like Trump, orange man bad, orange man bad. Well, Biden kind of sucks too. Yeah, but orange man bad. And that's the way they're treating it. They're treating losses, losses bad, losses bad. And losses aren't good. But I told Daryl before, uh, you know, Notre Dame played. Gober watched the game with me, of course, as usual. And uh, Notre Dame, you know, held on 12 to 7. And I told Daryl before the Bama George game kicked off, I said, I don't care. I don't, I'm going to say it right now. I don't care if Bama loses by 21 or if Georgia loses by 21. They do not deserve to drop below Notre Dame. And it's just ironic that you pulled this for your commentary. They're, they're, but it's going to be like that. It, it, you know, when are they? I've covered this on my radio show, Sports with JT, mm. Tuesday night, 6 to 7. I've covered this and covered it on the podcast too. When, how many times is Oklahoma 
and Notre Dame, how many times are they going to embarrass the committee when you put them in there and they fall flat on their face and they're just not going to learn. They're not going to think outside that box. And it, it is sad, but it's, I mean, it's a great point. Notre Dame is not number three in the country. And uh, what, in the pack, I'm curious, and you said you did the power five conferences in the pack 12, I would have them, they could possibly win the pack 12. We, Cause they're just a, a bunch of soy boy lattes out there, in my opinion, in the pack 12. But uh, they would not. I don't think they'd be favored. I, they they might be co-favorites, but they they're not going to run away. And you know the listener might be thinking, well, you can put say about a lot of teams. No, you put Georgia in the Pac-12, they're going to be projected number one. You put Georgia in the Big Big uh, Twelve, they're going to be projected number one. You put Bama in the Big Ten, we're going to be projected, uh, you know, one or two. So it 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 you know it's it has vali- what you're saying has validity in my book. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, validity. All That's right. All I was after. So let's uh, – hey, good commentary, bro. I, I appreciate that, and I uh, appreciate you playing uh, playing along at home. Even though I sprung it on you a whopping seven days in advance, you had plenty of time to get your ducks in a row. <laughs> uh, let's go over like we always do, winners and losers. And uh, we've kind of done it this way um, – the last few weeks and i think it's good we just announce all the winners and then we'll talk about them then we'll announce all the losers we'll talk about them but on the winners and i, I sent you this and it's so difficult it should be easier next week because the big 10 kicks in playing i mean we're we're kind of rehashing everything but i mean the same teams are winning uh you know i got winners bama clemson and then uh, i put them all to one bullet point arkansas south carolina and kentucky 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 big three exclamation part uh, marks mm-hmm. there we'll talk about why but let's start with bama uh i tell you what i worried myself to death over that game i had to put on a hoodie in in my own house and my house does not stay uh extremely cold i mean it's, it's a comfortable 68 to 70 degrees and uh, I worried myself sick over that game. I asked Daryl, I'm like, are you are you cold? He's like, no, man. I was like kind of jittery. It, I, the, the closest I can relate it to, it, my fret level was, um, was 1999 Bama at Florida, you know, in the swamp. And I guess I just – I guess I tie my self-esteem to college football, which makes, yeah, as much sense as a football bat. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it, it is what it is, and I just did not know that we could win that game. But, dude, we're for real. I mean, I knew Mac Jones was good, and, you know, last year, yeah, he filled in for Tua, and with the Auburn game, I'm like, we just caught him at a bad time. Dude, Auburn had a great defense last year, and he torched them. Michigan had a very good defense last year. He torched them as well, and it's just carried right on into 2020. Uh, we beat we beat the best team in the best defense. Let me rephrase that. We beat the best defense in the country. Uh, I know Clemson has a very good defense, but I'm I'm putting Georgia ahead of them, and we left no doubt. Uh, they, you know we didn't win on a. I, I saw some Georgia fans on Twitter today whining about the refs. Oh my gosh, your quarterback went 18 for 40 with three picks. You're not winning that game. And I got news for you, Georgia fans. If you start Thurston Howell the third against us in Atlanta on December 19th, you're gonna get your ass kicked again. He can't. He is not going to beat us. He is not the type of quarterback that Bama loses to. And um, uh, let's talk about, you know, man, since when would our special teams kick a 52-yard field goal to totally swing momentum, yet our special teams, I would rate us at a B-minus. Our punter is horrible. 
And, I mean, do we not have a guy that can kick it into the end zone? I'm going to tell you what. You play Georgia. You play Florida. You play um, Clemson. You play Ohio State with their skill guys. And you kick. You consistently kick that thing to the, the 10, 7, 4-yard line. That is not a recipe for success. You need. We need to boot that thing in the back of the end zone. That is the only negative I have. I mean, I felt like we did some great adjustments at halftime. We held them scoreless. And Matt continues to impress. We are the uh, – man, I don't want to call us the best offense in the country because uh, that uh, Clemson is so good. But I tell you what, I would not trade our receivers, our top three receivers. I'm not trading with anybody. No, no doubt. And by the time the season is over, there's going to be one team that's going to be tested a lot. And that test that that test may keep us out of the playoffs as, as tough as our schedule is. We got over a huge hurdle, but if you if you get there, you're going to have way way more experience, way more game time, way more t- stiff competition uh by the time you get to the playoffs than Clemson will ever think about. Oh yeah. Now, I I saw a rare stat this weekend i say rare rare as in recent history bama won the time of possession on saturday and if you hadn't been keeping up with that that used to be a mainstay of alabama defense off you know mm-hmm. in a, a a grinded out offense hold the ball whatnot but it, but when Tua hit the field and now when Mac Jones hits the field, it is rare for us to win the time of possession. We score so quick, and we're designed to do that. I mean, they try to do that. It's uh, it's 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 one of those things where we haven't played that way in a long time, and I know it hurts the defense some, but the time of possession is something we very rarely win anymore. As a matter of fact, we lost that against Ole Miss. We were minus 15 minutes against A&M two weeks ago. 15 minutes! <laughs> That's a whole quarter. Yes! They had the ball a whole quarter longer than us, and, and we beat them. Uh, what were what, we that game 52 by? 52-24. 52-24, yeah. Yeah, so won it by 28, and they, they had to punch one in there under a minute in garbage time to, to cut it from 35. Mm-hmm. But they held the ball 15 minutes more than us. But this past weekend, we uh, we held the ball three more minutes uh, more than Georgia. And that was probably attributed to exactly what you were just alluding to. They have a staunch defense, and we're just not going to score and three plays every time mm-hmm. but it was good to see that we could score when we needed to when we needed to just drive down the field and, and not have to hit a home run every other play we could just sit back and you know take the 10 and 15 yards that we get underneath or crossing routes or whatnot and Najee had a great day 150 yards on the ground that's awesome that's about the the total that we outgained them by i mean we did we we won that game on both sides of the ball in the second half, and it was a very, very competitive first half, even though we were down. And, yeah, special teams. The other thing, now, I tell you what on special teams. I still think that that's by design because Saban is such a thinker in the game that he wants to he wants to make a team call a fair catch or – run it out, and stop him short of the 25. I think he wants his kicker to put it between the 0 and 5-yard line. If you notice, most teams that we kick to, 
call the fair catch. We've been really yeah. good at stopping them. Georgia never did that. You know, they returned practically every one of them. I think you put Reichard in there and he kicks it out of the end zone at will. But I think they are trying to, and, and we've done this for the last two or three years, ever since they implemented the 25-yard line rule, mm-hmm. Saban went a different direction with that to try to entice people to take it out and, and still be sh- stopped short of that yard line. But but otherwise, yes, uh, great, uh, great special teams, great kicking game. Minus the punter, but we not we hardly ever see him anyway. I don't even know what his name is. I don't want to know what his name is. <laughs> you know, uh, the punter. If we get to the forty yard, you know, like if you get to the forty yard line and it, and it's fourth and seven, and it's like, do we go for it? Do we not go for it? Oh, let's punt it, and you take the five yard delay game to give yourself more room. We ain't got to do that. We're that forty yard line. He's right, that's right in his wheelhouse. He's going to kick that's it right. thirty three and a half yards and knock it out about the fifteen yard line. So, yes, exactly. but it's perfect. You know, I I, I was a uh, 17-point uh, win over Georgia, just so sweet. Man, we have their – how bad do you hate Bama if you're Georgia? I mean, I know you probably saw the tweet. I think I screenshot it, sent it to the group. You know, 180 minutes we have played them the past three games. They've led or been tied 149 of the 180 minutes. So, you just say 150 over 180. I mean, that's over 75% of the game. They have either been tied or led, and they're 0-3. So, yeah, that's it's just what they can't they can't get us for whatever reason. I know it'll come to an end, uh, but hopefully it doesn't come to an end anytime soon. Clemson's our second winner. They just demolished Georgia Tech. Um, you know, and I think – I didn't watch any of the game. I just saw the stats, saw enough to know that, that Trevor Lawrence, you know, dominated. And I'm going to tell you this, Bama and Mac Jones doing what they do is the best – uh, motivation for Dabo because if I'm Dabo I mean yes you have to treat every opponent like they can beat you and as we'll probably talk about with this conference only play very few teams are immune to that I mean we've seen upsets every week you know Florida and versus Texas A&M last week and uh, you know Mississippi State LSU the first week I mean you know, I hope Bama's immune to it there's no guarantees that we are and Georgia might not be immune to it. They had, they're they're weak at quarterback, you know. There's no denying that. But uh, I think I think Dabo can get in Trevor Lawrence's ear. He's such a competitor and say, "Look, hey, Mac Jones is gonna run away to Heisman. You know, you better do something. You know, just a little off the cuff stuff." But I think Bama torching up the defenses and lighting up the scoreboard is gonna help Clemson stay motivated throughout the year. But you're exactly right. They're not uh, they're not gonna face the competition we have. Will it matter? Uh, you know, we used to think it did matter uh, because we didn't think they would be sharp when it came time for playoffs, but they've won a couple titles, so we don't really know. But uh, Clemson, big win for, for them this weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that Dabo keeps the gas on as long as he does. Uh, they were up 38-7 to in the first half, were scoring at will, and... You know, they, they just – ETN and uh, Lawrence finished out the half, tacked on a couple more touchdowns before they – they didn't play in the second half, but good gracious, you know, they, they run the two-minute offense there up 45-7 to seven and, and punch <laughs> one in before half to make it 52-7. to seven. So surprising a little bit that they're in there that long, maybe. I mean, we've questioned Saban on much less than that we're up 24 to nothing and we're wondering why people are in there but uh <laughs> he he had no qualms about being up 45-7 and keeping the starters in there and running the two-minute offense so 
that may there may be something to that. And I was thinking about this today, and I hope this don't come to fruition, obviously. But with Clemson's lack of competition, now they've been known to drop a game, but with Clemson's lack of competition, you almost see it as a cakewalk for them into the playoffs. And if they cakewalk to the playoffs, that means Alabama has to win the national title to keep their number one ranking streak alive. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. That's a good point. So, you know, they've been ranked number one in the country at some point in time over the last 12 years, I think it is. Since 08. Since 08. Yeah. So at least some point in the season, Alabama has been the consensus number one ranked team. They got eight votes now. We can hang our hat on that if we don't win it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just thinking about that. If with Clemson's schedule and the way they look, and it, it, you'll only have one shot at it, and it'll be in the playoffs. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, you know, but and and let's last thing about our top two winners, Bama and Clemson. I, I in my opinion, both of those teams, if if they finish with one loss, they're in the playoffs. You know, Bama getting past Georgia was huge. Because that yep. puts us in the playoffs. We can drop a game to LSU, and then when the conference we're in, we can run. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had to pick somebody. We can finish 10-0 regular season, drop uh, the SEC championship to Georgia or Florida. We're in. We're in. with That win. That was such a big win over Georgia. Our last three winners we'll cover quickly, Arkansas, South Carolina, and Kentucky. Uh, dude, how many more games does Sam Pittman have to win to be SEC Coach of the Year? I mean, not many. Not one many. or two, one or two. I promise you, four and six. He's SEC Coach of the Year, and I'll be at the front of the line banging the drum for him. That guy has been. They should be three and one. If the they refs do not cheat for Auburn, they're three and one. Just a great job. Uh, you know, you brought it up. His, uh, you know, Barry Odom is his uh, is DC, and you know, you talked about it a couple weeks ago. Maybe Arkansas is just better. They held Georgia in check for a half. They should have beat Auburn. And uh, they beat Ole Miss, who had our number the week before. So they are they're looking very good. Um, South Carolina, <laughs> uh, they're in the winners bracket because they beat Auburn. Enough said. And Kentucky, congratulations, Kentucky. I have a I have a, a cousin who has a I guess Jackson is ten years old now, 10, 11 year old, uh, and she she's th- in her thirties. And she was not born the last time Kentucky beat Tennessee at Neyland. So congratulations to those three teams. <laughs> Guarantano, dude, is looking horrible. We'll cover we'll cover that later. Do you anything you want to say on those three? Those three not teams? really. I was just going to give Arkansas the same props. Yeah, they they actually got <laughs> votes to be in the top twenty five in both polls. When's the last time they got votes to be in the? I mean, that puts them squarely in top thirty thirty five, and they should. They absolutely should be three and one. I, if they were three and one with their only loss to a close Georgia team, how close would they be to actually being in the top ten? <laughs> I know, right? I, you know, three and one with one loss to Georgia, and then beating teams. I mean, they didn't struggle with Ole Miss. They went out there and did something Bama couldn't do is play defense. <laughs> I mean, they had them shut out for over a half, did they not? Uh, neutral field, uh, Arkansas versus Notre Dame this weekend. Uh, I, I, do you think how, how close do you think the game is? You think Arkansas? I think Arkansas could win. I'm not saying they will it's would win, but I think they game. could win. Yeah, for it's sure. It's a game. Well, yeah. based on based on my uh, earlier talk with Notre Dame barely being in the top twenty, yeah, I pick them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, you get the uh, the the uh, the right, the privilege of going over our losers. So our losers are Georgia, Auburn, and COVID nineteen when it tries to mess with Saban. Take us away, Georgia. Wow, we just we we landed a lot there on on Alabama, but Kirby. It, we made this comparison last year, and it's even more true this year. His comparison to Rick at this point in their careers. It's almost identical. Almost identical. I don't know how long... Well, how how long was Rick there? Rick was there for a good, what, 12 years oh, or yeah, so? Oh, yeah, he was the mainstay, you know, he because they so, were they didn't win before him a whole lot. Yeah, so I guess they can put up with it for 10 or 12 years uh, with, with almost being there, because that's what Rick was. He was an almost coach. I saw, though, an interesting stat. Obviously, this this record that I'm fixing to spout out was was talked about a lot. Alabama's now won the last six meetings, and we've we've discussed some of those. But I look back. Do you know in the last six meetings, Georgia was ranked either number three or number four in five of the six, and in the other one they were ranked number eight. How do you lose all six? I, I don't. I... I don't know. I mean, I really don't. We just have their number. We do. And that goes back to 2008, which was Saban's first year. And so I got to thinking about that even a little further. Ranked three or four, five times, ranked eight, six times. If you're Alabama, you expect to likely be favored in all of those. I think Alabama was favored in every one of those games. Uh, the Right after we lost to Ole Miss, I think it was 15 – uh, that is the last time we had been an underdog in forever. Uh, oh, that it, was the blackout game. No, no, no. That was the washout game when it rained unmercifully. Mika Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick blocked a punt. Uh, Derek Henry ran a long one in. We we crushed. Them. We beat them worse than the blackout. They were that the game kicked at Georgia like minus one and a half. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Henry by the way. He's wreaking havoc in the NFL. Yeah, MVP. No doubt. Uh, so, so you know, that kind of wraps up my Georgia. I just thought that was interesting. Auburn, <laughs> this was not really a surprise to us, though. We, we both had South Carolina. We both said the wrong team was favored in that game. And it was close for a half, much like the uh, Alabama-Georgia game. But South Carolina just took care of business the second half. Knicks, uh, I tell you, I don't, I don't know. Uh we we I asked you that question whether you would trade him for Costello last week after Costello's outing. They're back on the table. They're neck and neck now. I think so. Uh, I, Auburn's got to do a lot of soul searching. This is the type of team, and I talked about this yesterday with somebody. When Auburn loses their wheels, they come all the way off. Yeah. Yeah, for that, sure. I mean, that's just if they start going downhill, they'll they'll mail it in. That's just the and it's weird that it happens that way. I'm not making predictions. I'm just talking about history. They lose two or three games early, and all of a sudden, people start running them out of the stadium, and and they'll they will pack it in. And I I'm not sure why that mentality is there, but it is. Yeah, I, I agree. Um... I didn't. You did not allow me the opportunity to talk about Georgia. Um, kind of feelings a little hurt there, but I, I'll catch up. 
Uh, let's let's let me start with Georgia being on the losers' end, and the reason they're loser they're they're fine if they went out their end, but that's the thing: can they win out? I don't think they can because they're going to have to face us. We're winning the West, and uh, I mean we've already got the tiebreaker over A and M. So even if we were to drop one, we're in. We're going to be in Atlanta, and I don't think they can beat us. Um, the QB is the question mark, and it is a QB driven league. You know we've talked about could a Greg McElroy, could a Jake Coker win a national title now and that was those are so especially coker that is so recent but man the the teams that win national titles now just have phenomenal quarterbacks and um uh with auburn i got i wrote down two things on on georgia i've got qb equal question mark and right below it on auburn i've got qb equal question mark bo nix i hope i hope somebody replays this for him he is a whiny little bitch is what he is he's a crybaby <laughs> just like his daddy Pat Nix, if you remember the 1994 Iron Bowl, uh, fourth and short, or fourth and I don't know how many, doesn't matter. They ended it ended fit if they'd have been a fifth down, it'd been fifth and short because he was short of the line. He thought they got a bad spot. He jumps all over the riff, riff flags him for 15 yards. I mean, they're both he's perfect for Auburn. Bo Nix is perfect for Auburn. That's that Auburn mentality, and uh, Auburn stuck with Gus, and in turn they're stuck with uh, with Nix because promises have been made. And Nix, I don't know what – Gus just cannot develop quarterbacks because Nix, if I'm not mistaken, he won the Elite 11. You know who else won the Elite 11? Uh, Tua Tungavaloa, Josh Rosen. I mean, I, and I'm, I just – that's the two that off the top of my head. I mean, that is a lofty uh, trophy that, like, if you win that, you're in great company. But, dude, he is not developed at all. He is, he is not a top-tier quarterback. And, but he's going to start. They're not going to unseat him. Uh, the defense looked good, but they are paper thin everywhere. And to me, what's going to happen if Auburn cannot get a big lead, and I don't think they can get a big lead on anybody due to their uh, ineptness on offense, uh, they're going to be like they're going to be like a Mike Shula coach Bama team. You know, remember two thousand three and and four or five. If you could get Bama from 03 to 06, if you could get Bama into the fourth quarter and you were within striking distance, you had us because we're worn down, and that's what they are on defense. They're just tired. And back, you know, like you said, the wheel's falling off. You know, Nick throws an interception and jumps all over Seth Williams. Trust me when I tell you, Bo, uh, between y'all two, one guy's going to be in the NFL and one, <laughs> one guy's going to be pumping gas in Pinson Valley, and I'll let you make the guess on which is which. You know, he jumps on uh, Seth Williams, and then he jumps on Chad Morris, and he's allowed to do this. Like, I, I, I'd love to see our quarterback jump on Sarkeesian. Oh, my gosh. Saban would string him up. So, uh, it, it warms my heart that Auburn's in the loser's bracket, and, and they're going to be very close. They're one loss away, Tom, from uh, being exempt from the loser's bracket because they're going to be inconsequential. Ooh, that's true. I forgot about that. Mm. Ooh, they better hold on this weekend. <laughs> uh, I put COVID-19. That was kind of a joke. You know, uh, let me say one thing about COVID-19 being on the loser's bracket, the loser segment. Rex Chapman, you know, Kentucky basketball player, he tweeted out, he's a big liberal, and I don't want to – I guess I'm getting a little political, and then we're two weeks away from uh, – or 15 days away from the uh, the election. And, guys, whether you're Republican or Democrat, go vote. You know, it's, it's an important – people have fought and died for your right to vote, so go vote. But Rex Chapman is a big liberal, uh, blue checkmark brigade on Twitter, and he, he tweets out, it's a very bad look, I'm going to paraphrase, it's a very bad look Nick Saban coaching, uh, you know, w- after what has happened this week with COVID. And I'm, I'm like, 
Rex doesn't get it. Saban never had COVID. If I go take a pregnancy test tonight and it te- and I test positive, and then the next three days I take five tests and all of them are negative, guess what? I was never pregnant. Saban did not have COVID. It was a false positive. My niece had the same thing happen to her like 13 days before her wedding. I mean, she had a meltdown because she wasn't going to be able to get married in the form and fashion she wanted to get married. So she went for a second opinion, popped negative, went for a third opinion, popped negative, did a, uh, did a formal, not the rapid test, the one that gets sent off, popped negative. She had a false positive reading, and that's what Saban has. So this blue check, this blue check mark mafia on the Twitter just it killed him that Saban coached, even though he was never positive. It was a false positive. So I'm I end my rant. Yeah, I had to unfollow uh, uh, Chapman. He get he gets too political. He had some good stuff on there, but I just I'm 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 tired of uh, the politics and sports and and I'm tired of it everywhere except for in politics, and I don't want to be in the politics. So I you know if if it's if it's political, I just quit looking at it. It's my life is so much better for that. I'm not for sure. It is for sure. All right, we're running behind on time. I know y'all are shocked about that. You need to tune in to Sports with JT on ninety five point five, where I have a whole hour to talk. And trust me, I need I need callers. I get very nervous when the phone doesn't ring. But let's let's kick off game of the week and. And I text Tom, or emailed Tom. I'm like, dude, there's no good games out there. I mean, we're kind of forced to talk about Bama at Tennessee. You know, the line's uh, around 20. It opened at 17, I believe. And, um, you know, we're going for 14 in a row. I don't see any scenario where we don't get it, even if we had uh, an outbreak of COVID. Hopefully we don't. But, I mean, it, it would take a lot of players missing to not beat Tennessee. They looked horrible against Kentucky. I don't even know what they do with, with their starting quarterback. I mean, uh, uh, Guantanamo, what, I, I get Guantano. he got benched after two pick sixes, and then the second guy came in, and he threw a pick, but luckily his didn't go for six. It was just a regular good old-fashioned interception. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, their defense is good. W. Their, their linebackers, uh, they have linebackers that would start for us. That To'o To'o or whatever his name is, we were hot mm-hmm. and heavy after thought we had him. I mean, he's legit. But um, I am going to say this about the game. I, I think Tennessee finds a way to stay inside the number because everybody's so down on Tennessee. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I've got a bad feeling that they're going to hang around, punch one in late to stay inside the number. But who, as a Bama fan, I don't really care. If, if we beat them by one or 31, that 14 is going to shine no less. Agreed. Uh, yeah, 21 is a big number in this game. I was leaning towards Tennessee as well, but for absolutely no reason other than it just still kind of looks too low. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, based on what Tennessee put on the field against Kentucky, and in Tennessee, and who was, gosh, I'm losing my mind, who was it that run Tennessee out of the, uh, well, they didn't run them out, but they beat them the week prior well, Georgia, uh, Georgia beat Georgia. Them. Yeah, yeah. I was I, I, for some reason I was thinking it was Florida, but it was Georgia, wasn't it? So yeah, mm-hmm. so so uh, so Georgia gets them. The wheels fall off against Kentucky. I don't know what their fan base is thinking right about now. Most of them weren't on board with with Jeremy anyway, and this is uh, definitely getting them riled up. And I, yeah, I agree. I I don't see how they keep this a game in the fourth quarter 
But crazier things have happened over there for sure, so uh, we'll we'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah, you know, um, Pruitt fired Brumball today, the defensive line coach, which that does not break my heart. Brumball played at Auburn, as you might remember. But, I mean, dude, how do you get fired – as a defensive line coach, four games into the season, like what did you what did you say in the meeting? But prior to getting fired, like how bad did you piss the head coach off? <laughs> I mean, that's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's a weird position to to get fired from midseason. And it's just like I know that's their game of the week, and we're supposed to break it down. I think we only talked about it three minutes. There's not a whole lot to say. I mean, we match up very well with them. They have a quarterback that enjoys throwing it to the other team, and we've got capable. Uh, receivers in our defensive backfield that'll be more than happy to to pick it off and take it to the house. So I just yeah, I guess just gut magically... feel. I guess gut feel is the only thing that says you know if I was going to bet it, which I'm not. I would you know I would take Tennessee in the points, but uh, it shouldn't be much of a game as far as the scoreboard is concerned unless you're you know betting it. Speaking of bets, let's recap ours. Uh, I've got myself at going one and one. Now, what did you go last week? Oh, I went one and zero because you took my Mississippi State bet. So I took, I took. Oh, actually, we had the same. <laughs> actually, we. That wait a minute. Uh, yeah, we only had, threw out a three game. We threw out a three game we, box turn. We, we did, but my my two. I took Mississippi State and South Carolina. I think you got that uh, that wrong because I was the one that said South Carolina was the wrong team was favored. We had a third game in there. Yeah, I'm sure we lost it. Cause, no, uh, I don't think we did. I think I think the only game we missed was Mississippi State because we both had Bama covering, but we did. You know. Uh, there was another game there. I don't um, remember. I, you know, as you can tell, we don't listen to our – I hate my voice, and uh, so I never listen to our podcast. So I don't know who we <laughs> – I don't know who we had. But if we went two out of three, then you cashed in on your box turn. So congratulations, guys. Yes, we did. We, did. we actually – we told them to do a four-game box because we threw Alabama in on it. Oh, and hey, that covered. That covered. They did. Uh, bets for this week. I'm going to let Tom go first because I was thoroughly reprimanded last week for taking the top spot. So I've As only written should. down. I've only written down two games because there is no way you're going to take my games. So go ahead with your game one. Well, I hope you got fair. Well, you said there's no way because you're probably out of conference because you know that SEC's playing all SEC and I am too. So I'm going to take South Carolina plus the points against LSU. I almost wanted to say wrong team was favored again here. LSU has shown me absolutely zilch, nada, nothing. I don't know how they're a seven-point favorite here. I really don't. Uh, I'll take the full touchdown all day. Hey, and I heard Brennan is out with an oblique muscle or something, so I don't even know who their their backup quarterback is. Not that anyone is ever comfortable. Well, I guess Bama was comfortable with our backup when Jalen started over to a <laughs> – but yeah. seldom are you confident with your backup quarterback. Like Auburn has – their backup quarterback has gotten absolutely zero snaps this year to my knowledge. And LSU, I, they have not gotten anybody ready, so who knows? I mean, I, I think that's a solid pick. Uh, like we were kind of – I hinted at earlier – is the, playing all – I'm learning a lot about playing all-conference teams every weekend. Like, teams are losing that I don't really think should lose. I'm like I'm kind of shocked that they lose, like uh, – which I wasn't shocked A&M beat Florida, but, I mean, Florida was uh, w- was definitely favored for the right reasons. You know, definitely shocked when Mississippi State beat LSU. So, it is just a wild and wacky um, 
you know, time to be a college football fan. With limited crowds, it, sometimes it matters, sometimes it doesn't. So, uh, my game one, I have Louisiana Lafayette plus two and a half at UAB. And the reason I'm taking this, UAB has yet to lose at home when they play in the uh, prestigious Legion field. I guess they're still playing there. But they haven't. Since they restarted football, they have yet to lose a game at home. So that, that streak comes an end. Wrong team favored, Louisiana Lafayette. Take the two and a half. Take the money line if you really want to cash. Right. I, 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 don't, I don't have a clue. I didn't even know UAB was fielding a team. I thought they, they uh, <laughs> got rid of football a couple years ago. <laughs> I think I remember, though, last week you took Clemson. Okay, that was – yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that was a safe bet there. It, it, it cashed, by the way, if you're not sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm wondering if you're going to take Clemson again this week. They're only favored by 46. I'm going to yeah, stay I'm away not, from that game. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> Who's your game, I'm going to take Ole Miss plus the three. Ole Miss, Rebel Dog. Wrong team Sharks, favored? Whatever they Wrong are. team favored? Wrong team favored, sir. Oh, Wrong I love it. Take favored. the money line, boys and girls. Hey, if if they're going to – Arkansas has a better defense than Auburn. Do you agree? Uh, Yeah, for sure. And I think Ole Miss is going to move it. I really do. I think they're going to do what they need to do. Auburn's still struggling. I mean, it could be a shootout a little bit, but they're not going to stop Ole Miss. Ole Miss is coming to play, and uh, give me the three all day. All right, uh, my second game is Ohio State minus 26.5 versus Nebraska. And here's why I'm taking that. First game of the year is kind of a high line and dangerous. I mean, it's, you know, two P5s. It's a conference game, for crying out loud. But Nebraska really popped off during COVID about how they're ready to, to move away from the Big Ten and they're going to play football, by gosh, come hell or high water. And I think uh, the Big Ten said, okay, we'll, we'll let you start off with uh, Ohio State at the horseshoe. And I think Ohio State has been given has been given um, instructions to uh, make sure Nebraska knows who's boss here. So I'm going to say they win 42 to 10, uh, something like that. <laughs> They're going to cover the 26 and a half. Not not a terrible play at all, sir. Yep. Well, uh, that wraps it up for this episode. Uh, good podcast, Tom. It's solid as always. And uh, if you're traveling from Oxford to Auburn this weekend, remember, go east till you smell it and south till you step in it. Roll, Black Bear, Rebel Land Sharks. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. <laughs>